Hello and welcome to the Grazia Fashion Podcast, Why I Wear It. I'm your host, Laura Antonia Jordan, Fashion and Lifestyle Features Director at Grazia. I am so fascinated by the thinking behind what we wear, what our clothes communicate and say about us. So in this podcast, we do just that. This week, it's the turn of the actress Anna Schaefer. She made her screen debut in the little-known Harry Potter franchise, you might have heard of it, and is currently starring in The Witcher, the second series of which was number one on Netflix when we recorded today's podcast. Anna also runs the wine bar Hector's in De Beauvoir, London, with her husband, Jimmy. Oh, and if you care about this sort of thing, which I do, she is also a Pisces like me. <laughs> in this episode, Anna talks about how fashion is a powerful tool of communication. Clothes for me are a language in a way. How she accidentally had a white wedding in COVID times, no less. I really went for it. I went from kind of thinking that I'd do something quite casual to wearing a white Vivian Westwood dress with a veil. And how overdressing is only ever a good thing. I agree. I tend to find people who dress loudly and colourfully. I love that. Welcome, Anna Schaefer. Thank you so much for coming and joining us on Why I, I Wear It. Thanks so much for having me. I've been listening a lot, so it's exciting to be here. Oh, thanks, Anna. Well, as you know, then, the first question I like to ask everybody is, why are you wearing what you're wearing today? You can see we've got a nice big collar on there, which is very Zoom appropriate. <laughs> Yes. Well, do you know what? I've actually even got heels on, which probably makes no sense. But I was having one of those mornings where I was feeling a bit crap and I just thought I need a bit of a pick me up. So I thought I was a bit kind of farmhouse up top. So I've got heels on just to feel a bit jazzy down below. (laughs) Farmer on top, jazz on the bottom. (laughs) She's getting them up for me. They're massive as well. Oh, are they more gelato? Is that how you say it? (laughs) Very good. Do you have downstairs neighbours though? They're very chunky shoes. (laughs) No, we're downstairs, thankfully, so I'm not causing anyone any distress. (laughs) Well, that's a really lovely starting point, actually, which is, you know, putting on clothes, I feel, is like something that's super transformative for your mood. You know, they're sort of purely functional in many ways, but they're also so much more than that. So what is your sort of emotional relationship to clothes? I think that clothes for me are a language in a way and I see them as being quite transactional. I think that part of I suppose wanting to look nice or feel nice today for you was to say you know to honour what we're doing and you know make a bit of an effort for you and for me for us both to have a good time and I kind of feel that in anything that I wear you know, when you're meeting up with friends, you want to look good for them. You want to honour that experience when you go out for dinner, when you go to the theatre. I'm a big fan of dressing up and it always makes me feel that bit better. Yes, I think there's a real generosity to making an effort for other people as well as for yourself. Who would you say you dress for? I think it's to show who I am. So it's probably for me and for everyone else. I'm trying to communicate. I'm trying to put my best foot forward. And I think a lot of the time, even if you don't necessarily feel how you want to feel, by dressing that way, you're halfway there. And I suppose I'm making a statement and saying, this is who I'd like to be. This is who I hope I am. And I'm showing that to you. And I hope that I'll make it there as well. What do you think that your clothes do say about you 
to other people? What do you hope they say? I don't know. I was thinking about this this morning and I wondered if actually I'm probably not that self-aware about what I wear. I think in my head, especially because I tend to find people who dress loudly and colourfully, I love that. And I think in my head, I think I'm that kind of person. And actually, I wear a lot of black and I dress quite plainly a lot of the time. And I thought that was quite interesting. Maybe I appreciate that in other people, but don't necessarily have the confidence to dress that way myself yet. Yeah, I think there's a playfulness, though, that comes through with your style as well. You know, like you're wearing this sort of supersized collar today or the first time that we met, which was at a Ghani dinner, you were wearing yeah. this almost <laughs> like Hawaiian tiger print <laughs> shirt that I bowling shirt yeah 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 that's true actually I think I always like to have a sleeve or a collar or a heel to sort of jazz maybe something that's slightly plain up a bit more I'm not afraid to play that's for sure I've definitely got it wrong (laughs) a lot of the time but I think there's fun in going for it sometimes and I always say more is more I think I like to feel buoyed by what I'm wearing in some way especially when things are so miserable outside most of the time. Well this is the thing right so we've all probably thought differently about how we wear what clothes mean to us and how we get dressed in the last two years we've seen it you know I really remember living on my own being very struck by the fact that I needn't even bother getting dressed (laughs) at the beginning and yet I did because I realized very quickly that me walking around my flat in nothing but a scrunchie and a pair of grey knickers wasn't doing wonders for my mood. And I actually ended up wearing my eyeliner, my nice dresses and stuff most days in lockdown for no reason other than to make me feel connected to something. But I think I'm the same in that way. Yeah. So how would you say, what was your relationship when the whole sort of noise, the hubbub of the outside world was sort of to some extent taken away? How did your relationship with clothes evolve? I think I definitely went through the stage of wanting to feel comfy and feeling kind of resigned to the fact that we were stuck inside. And I don't think I'd ever owned a tracksuit before and suddenly bought three tracksuits and was totally influenced by that stage of the pandemic. But I don't think that there's any harm in, you know, if you're going to wear a tracksuit, why not have a fun tracksuit on? I think clothes can be functional, but they should also be buoyant as I said before and a bit jolly I think I found that I was buying loads which was kind of crazy because I had nothing to wear these clothes for the odd zoom or facetime or you know that horrible house party stage of the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) but there was something about that and the idea that buying things and having stuff around me still made me feel part of the world and still connected to other people and to normality in some way. And so I kind of embraced that as much as I could. And even though I probably ended up with way more tracksuits than I need, there was something nice about that as well and comforting. Are you still attached to the tracksuits? Or (laughs) if you said, like, I don't want to see that again? (laughs) A bit of both. I mean, they're so comfortable, aren't they? A tracksuit for watching telly is fine, but I also sort of, I think, 
there's nothing worse than having one of those days where you're you've got to run loads of errands and you're just nipping out to do something and you know you don't look your best and you're just thinking I really hope I don't bump into someone and then of course you bump into an ex-boyfriend or a boss or just someone that you don't want to see when you're wearing this outfit and so what I've tried to do is make sure that even those outfits I still feel all right about (laughs) so it's like yeah even my worst tracksuit I still quite like so I don't feel caught out when I'm in those moments. Well, Anna, I've just had COVID and on my first tentative steps outside after I lived in the same tracksuit for four days solid, I saw someone I very much did not want to see. And I thought, wow, that's a real F you from the universe right now. (laughs) Well, I bet you looked amazing. I bet I did not, but thank you anyway. (laughs) You just mentioned a moment ago about getting it wrong sometimes. Do you sort of ever follow any rules or do you go with the flow in terms of making mistakes? Not really. I think I am very bad at dressing appropriately. I'm usually overdressed or wearing too much makeup or wearing a short skirt or something that is just a little bit inappropriate. I remember I once went to a family wedding and I don't, my mum, I don't know why she let me get away with this, but I had bought this gorgeous dress. I can't remember where it was from. But it was this kind of like floral, busty dress. And I've got quite big boobs anyway. So like if you're wearing something low cut, they're going to be out and about. And I was about 16 and it was, I think, knee length dress, quite tight. But I took it to get tailored and I, <laughs> I just hacked the skirt off of it. So it was kind of bum skimming and got it taken in and we turned up to this wedding and you could basically see my ass and I just look back and think why <laughs> how could I have got it so wrong but I remember feeling great I thought I looked amazing and I just feel sorry for my cousin because he probably had to crop me out of all his wedding photos because I looked so ghastly at least you didn't wear white or I hope you weren't wearing white <laughs> it was white with blue flowers Anna <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'd like to apologise to my cousin Jacob. I'm so sorry. Okay, so what did your cousin wear to your wedding? Because I wouldn't like to talk about your actual wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so my wedding, we only had 13 of us because it was a COVID wedding. So there was just my immediate family, my brother and my parents, and then Jimmy, my husband, still feels very weird to say that, his family. And oh, well, that was a whole journey in itself because we didn't really know if we be able to get married we got engaged during the pandemic and I don't know why we thought we should get married so quickly but it just felt like a nice fun thing to do when everything was very unfun and we had planned to get married in September when it looked like things were still going to be a bit rubbish we postponed it but we still had our registry date in July so we thought well let's just do that anyway it's a nice thing to do And I had planned to wear maybe a short dress. It was summer. I'll do something colourful because we'll still have a big wedding and I'll wear white then and we'll do the whole thing then. And I went to a Vivian Westwood sample sale just to have a look. (laughs) And I tried on this dress and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to wear this dress. It was a love (laughs) affair. I fell in love and there was no choice. (laughs) I just had to have this dress. Yeah, so then I ended up wearing white and I think he was quite shocked on the day that I really went for it. I went from kind of thinking that I'd do something quite casual to wearing a white Vivian Westwood dress with a veil. But I felt amazing and 
I also felt like, well, maybe we won't get the chance to get married again. So if this is our only opportunity, then I may as well go for it. Anna, that dress is so sensational. It's kind of corset, you know, like the Vivian Westwood classic kind of corseted bit of boob. Oh, it's just beautiful. I would have bought that in a sample sale and I don't even have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you. <laughs> I know. I think, where can I wear it again? You can't really get away with wearing a wedding dress. I guess back. you'll probably wear it to someone else's wedding <laughs> from based on what you just told us. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to get uninvited to all my weddings next year, aren't I? <laughs> I've learned, I promise. It's interesting, though, because you've gone the opposite way to a lot of the, I'm um, doing little air quotes, COVID brides, who a lot of people kind of pared back in terms of what they were going to wear because of the circumstances. But you just were saying you fell in love with this dress and went for it. Well, I think, I mean, as you said before, with a Vivian Westwood dress, it's just cut to a woman's body perfectly. And I had been feeling a bit pandemic-y. I hadn't been working out. I'd just been eating loads and, you know, staying inside as we all were. And when I tried on this dress, I thought, God, I feel today wearing this, you know, a month or so away from the wedding, I feel amazing. And I know that I could wear it if we were getting married tomorrow and I wore this dress, I would feel amazing. And it was that kind of feeling that just me on and I had no intention as I said I went with my sister-in-law and we we just nipped in and then suddenly I walked out with this <laughs> wedding dress I sort of was so flustered we had to go and have a glass of champagne afterwards and like sit down and sort of process it so I was like hang on a second what's just happened but it felt so right and I'm so glad that I did it and I can't imagine actually having worn a short colorful dress now it would have it just I don't think it would have worked yeah Vivian Westwood, boobs, you mentioned, and she's a a designer that really accommodates them. And I am generously chested as well. But something I really struggle with often is feeling like I have like the wrong body for like clothes, particularly like fashion clothes. I think that's changing a lot. But have you ever felt kind of self-conscious in terms of your body? Definitely, definitely. And especially because I've always been, as you say, generously <laughs> equipped in the breast department. Even when I was <laughs> 11 or 12, I kind of hit puberty and it was like, there they are. And it meant that going to school, we didn't have a uniform, but anything I wore, I felt very self-conscious and I felt very early sexualized in a way that was so uncomfortable. And I think that definitely as I've got older, I think I've learned to embrace it, but only where I want to. I think I haven't felt too restricted in what I can wear. I definitely try to fight against that because it's so unfair. We should be able to wear whatever we want and without feeling too buxom or top heavy. I think it's just about finding the style that you think works particularly well and I think it's trying to find that balance between feeling a bit kind of matronly <laughs> if you're covering up your boobs and then not too vixeny if you're showing them off. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking a bit vixeny, but sometimes if you're just nipping to Sainsbury's, <laughs> you want that balance. So that's what I've tried to do. But I also just, I just go for it. What can we do? They're there. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly.
I was looking at your Instagram and you wrote some intentions for 2021. First of all, I want to ask you, did you actually wear your retainer, your mouth guard every night? Because <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> I failed. I failed. So she's failed on that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big shake of the head. But also you'd written, you look how you look, get on board or hop off. And I thought that was such a beautiful sentiment to share with people, but also, you know, to give ourselves because everybody has times when they don't feel right in their own skin. Do you think that clothes, are they something that have helped you to feel more confident? I think so. Particularly doing what you do and you're quite screwed, you know, you're never to be scrutinised in the public eye. I think that in the last couple of years, I just had this realisation that instead of desperately trying to squeeze myself into clothes that don't fit, which I definitely did when I was younger, or trying to follow a trend that I know just doesn't suit me, I've sort of accepted that I look how I look. And it's maybe not the Instagram model look. It's not a Kardashian look, but it's how I look. And unless I do something to change that, with plastic surgery or something super drastic that's always how I'm going to look so why not embrace that and accept it and love it and kind of see it as a superpower rather than something that is going to ruin my life it's hard and it's a daily battle but I definitely think that clothes have taken me on a different journey with how I look because you can transform with an accessory or a red lip or a shoe, you know, and that takes you somewhere different. You can tell a different story with that than maybe what you wanted to when you got up this morning. That's what I did today. I didn't feel great, but I put on this outfit and now I do. How amazing is that? Yeah, it is. It's easy, instant access kind of mood changer. Yeah. It's the same that it can work the other way around as well. And I think it's great that even though I think maybe for a lot of people, fashion can seem intimidating or exclusive I suppose what we've seen especially with Instagram is that anyone can be a model anyone can be a blogger you just take a picture of yourself and you put it out there and people will receive it and that's kind of amazing and anyone has access to to being able to be a part of what is exciting or the zeitgeist at the time you know when when bows are really in, you can buy a bow from H&M for £2 and that can transform your outfit. It doesn't have to be these huge names, really expensive designer gear. And I think that's something that's really exciting about clothes. As I mentioned earlier, we met at a fashion dinner and I was just absolutely blown away. I thought, this girl is like hypnotically gorgeous with this most electrifying smile. We were in a little naughty corner together. We were in the naughty corner. <laughs> but, you know, I find sometimes those fashion events and I work, you know, it's what I do, I do day to day and a lot of my friends work in the industry and I still find it can be quite intimidating. Do you find that or not? Have you, you know, you've stepped into this world more and more? I definitely think that it's always something I get like a little fizzy tummy before I'm leaving and I think, oh gosh, I hope there's going to be some nice people. But usually there are. Usually you find someone that you connect with and you meet someone new like you that I've never, we never would have met not having had that dinner. And 
it's so exciting actually and I feel like it's opened up this world to me and I think I've grown in confidence because of it because a lot of the time you go to these events and maybe you can't have a plus one and you're just going on your own and I think the idea of going to a dinner on my own even just a year ago would have been so terrifying and I just wouldn't have done it and I think that's so sad because as I said I've met some amazing people I've got to you know, experience things I never would have experienced before. And I think that has been down to fashion and clothes. And it's something that I'm really grateful for. And it's something that I'm loving exploring. Your day job, if you like, well, you have the couple. (laughs) You're running Hector's with your husband, which is the husband that she loves second after the dress. (laughs) A wine bar in De Beauvoir. But you're also an actor. And at the time of recording the witcher season two it was number one on netflix Thank so you. bravo it's very exciting <laughs> you started young you were in harry potter films and you've done lots of different things what did you learn from being an actor about your relationship to clothes well first and foremost obviously being an actor the costume is so important and for me as well i know lots of different actors have different methods but i always try to come at it from the angle of bringing my own experience to a role sure maybe I've never killed someone if I'm playing a murderer (laughs) but I know what it means to be irate or you know feel something intensely and I, I try to bring it in that way which means that often clothes and the costume become such a key part of being able to then take it away from yourself and access that other character. It feels like it's the final bit of the puzzle when you step into your costume, especially with something like The Witcher where, you know, we're corseted up and we're in these amazing gowns and you feel like you step into that and you're like, right, okay, I feel it now. I'm I'm in that world. I've been transported. And that's so important. It's also allowed me to try things out that I wouldn't before because I get to wear different clothes every day so I get to go oh, okay wow that's a different style that I never would have considered when I'm playing a different character and then I can kind of feed that into my own life if I wish. I suppose I've always been around clothes in some way and even when I wasn't acting my first ever job I worked in a vintage shop that was at the end of my road I didn't get paid I just loved it there so much I was always in there looking for treasures and then the lady that owned it said well I need someone to come and help out on a Sunday would you like to come in and I was like yes please so I just sit there and stare at the clothes on a Sunday and then you know when I was temping I would temp for Chanel sometimes and I remember just feeling so in awe that I was at the front desk of this huge fashion house and being so enamoured by the glamour of it, even though sitting on the front desk wasn't very glamorous. I felt kind of adjacent to that world and close enough that it would rub off on me in some way. And I think I've always tried to be as close as I can in some way because I just, I love dressing up. I think there's something so exciting about it and so rewarding about it and, you know, planning an outfit and a party is so exciting because you think, well, what am I going to wear and what's everyone else going to wear? And it's always something that I've been so in love with. Are you still a big vintage shopper now? I am, but I'm not very patient. And so I kind (laughs) of, I'm not very good at going through the rails and really hunting for that bargain. And I'm quite selfish in the sense that if I see something that I love, even if it doesn't fit me, I will buy it. (laughs) 
because I just can't bear not to have it, which is so <laughs> awful. So I've got so many things in my wardrobe that will never see the light of day because they just don't fit. But I just can't bear to part with them because they're so beautiful. What sort of shopper would you say you are? I assume then you're a solo shopper. I certainly am. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm quite focused and I find it quite meditative. I kind of just go in, I do what I need to do. I definitely like shopping in person. I'm not a huge online shopper. I definitely do shop online, but I like to be able to try something on to feel something and kind of make a connection with it in some way, if that makes sense. I can be quite impulsive. I, I get quite obsessed. I'll see something and then I have to have it. And if it's not in my size, I'll kind of feel devastated it doesn't you know I had that I was I was on holiday in France and I tried these shoes on in Zara and they just didn't fit me I couldn't find them online and I looked up every single shop in I was like maybe I could fly to Spain and, and buy them from there I mean it was just obsessive and completely bonkers but I kind of once I see something I just need it and I signed up for alerts and then eventually they they came online and I wore them obsessively for like two weeks. And now I don't even know where they are. I haven't seen them for ages because I sort of get so obsessed and then lose interest. So I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> I can identify a lot with that. When I think that that's the thing, it's something I'm also trying to work on. The one thing that I'm like, this relentless pursuit. I think if I put that energy towards some other stuff, maybe I'd have written a few novels by now. <laughs> <laughs> But I think there's also joy in that in a way. It's sort of, I, I always think I live very close to a football stadium and you can hear the crowds cheering and the ahs and the ums. And I always think, I wonder if there's something that I'm that obsessed with. And maybe it's clothes because I would go to the ends of the earth to find that perfect white t-shirt or that perfect pair of Levi's. And they're priceless in that way. Because even if you don't wear things anymore, the memory of them lasts, you know. I suppose part of why I was reluctant to buy a big white dress initially for my wedding is you feel like it's this huge expense and you only wear it once. But actually, it's it's more than that. It's more than the dress. It's the moment and what that means for a lifetime. And I do think those things are worth every penny. And you touched on something there that I think is really special about if you enjoy clothes which is like leaving a bit of space for a bit of serendipity some kismet a bit of magic just being inexplicably drawn to something and it's why I personally don't think I'm very formulaic in how I dress it really is indicative of my mood and sometimes I'm the boho girl and sometimes I'm I was gonna say sporty but that would be a lie you know what I mean though <laughs> Sometimes not. <laughs> of course. No, I, <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm with you, absolutely. And well, it just comes back to that playful thing, isn't it? And I think that we can try on different personalities in the same way that we try on different clothes. And I don't know that there's many other ways we can do that. It's quite special. There's this misapprehension that clothes are frivolous. What do you think about that? I've never really understood that notion because... We all get dressed and in order to do that every day, you have to make a choice in some way. And that's active, you know, whether or not you're deciding to wear a ball gown or you're deciding to wear a tracksuit, that's still a choice that you've made. And I think 
It's like that scene with Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada and they've got the blue belt and Anne Hathaway is saying, oh God, it's just, you know, whatever, it's just another blue belt. And Miranda Priestley goes into that kind of amazing speech about how actually this is filtered down from history, this colour. And so many people have had a part in why you have this morning chosen to wear whatever you're wearing. And I think that's so true. I think clothes are so much more than just waking up and popping on whatever you fancy. They're something that we think about subconsciously because we're making a choice about who we want to be that day. And it doesn't matter what it is. As far as I'm concerned, there's nobody that I've seen out and about today who is naked. Like Everybody has made the decision to put something on. And even if that decision is to opt out of fashion, that's still a decision. And I think that getting dressed is, in a weird way, the most a lot of people flex their creativity totally. every day to some extent. And you wouldn't talk about music or art or theatre or cinema or any of these other things, which, by the way, I'm a well-rounded person. I thoroughly enjoy. You can see my bookshelves like filled to the ceiling behind me, but it's like it can be kind of easily diminished. And I think that a lot of that is this idea that it's somehow labels that matter. And I don't think it does matter what choice you're making, but you are making a choice, you know? I agree totally. And I think as well, maybe it's easy for people to see that as being narcissistic in some way, that if you are interested in clothes, you're you're way too interested in yourself and you don't care about other things. But actually, as we've touched on before, I think it's, it, it's not that at all. You're saying, no, this is, I'm trying to present something to you. I'm trying to show you something about myself that's outward. It's not all about me. It's not inward. I'm not obsessing over it. I'm just trying to show you my identity in the same way that you might wear a band t-shirt or you might carry a book around with you. We're just making statements about ourselves and that's how we connect as human beings. A football shirt. <laughs> a football you know, shirt. Literally <laughs> aligns you with your team. Though I admit I Absolutely. am also self-obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Joking. that. Joking. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so Anna, thank you so much for joining us. As you all know, my final question is, why do clothes matter? Clothes matter because they're a portal to another world. You can be whoever you want to be by putting on a different T-shirt or a different pair of shoes. And that's an extension of who we are. They're part of us as much as we're part of the clothes that we wear. Thank you so much. I hope to see that white wedding dress at someone else's wedding soon. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop teasing her now. Thank you, Anna Schaefer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. A huge thank you, Anna Schaefer, for being my guest today. You can follow Anna at Anna Schaefer. Check out Hector's at hectorslondon.co.uk and watch the second season of Witcher on Netflix now. And thank you for listening. It really does mean a lot. Please rate and review Grazia Fashion Why I Wear It wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people to find us. I'm Laura Antonia Jordan. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.